let's welcome from Desert Oasis Healthcare, Dr. Brian Hodgkins, and he oversees this program at DOHC. Thank you for joining us on the show uh, this afternoon, Dr. Hodgkins. How are you? It's Brian, please, and, and uh, I'm glad you guys made it out there to get your, your first dose, and we'll see you back in three weeks to get your second one, and that's when, that's when the fun starts. Yeah, you know, one of the things that had me actually more anxious than anything going in there today was worrying about, okay, now I'm going to be eligible within a few weeks to get the second shot. You guys really have it together. While I was sitting there filling out the paperwork this morning before they injected me, they were already handing me the card with my second appointment exactly three weeks to the hour from when I had my first shot today. So it's nice to know that at least DOHC has a uh, program in operation that lets you rest your mind on that front and know I'm not going to have a problem getting back in to get my second vaccination. Is that one of the things that has kept people from wanting to get their first? But I, you know, in our experience, I think, for, you know, just go back about three weeks, the demand was way higher than supply. And now the community, it's, it's really going to take a community resource. There's so many vaccinators now in the desert. The chain pharmacies are getting their own supplies. Eisenhower Health is still engaged. The FQACs like Desert uh, DAP Health. So we're, we're all in this together. We're fortunate we've been working with the county and with the state and with Blue Shield to maintain uh, a vaccine supply, um, not just for our own members. We're vaccinating the entire community, which has uh, guaranteed us now. We're getting about 3,000 doses now a week uh, to vaccinate both new people like yourself today and, and continue to, to complete the second dose, which is important. Um, we know some parts of the state, uh, they're, they're being pushed out to 42 days because there's a, a really, we're still trying to catch up with the vaccine supply. But uh, I say wherever you can go, wherever you can get it, even if it's us, uh, you know, I, I'm urging everyone to get vaccinated. I think we're at 33 uh, Californians per 100 right now, even in, in this county. Um, I think we've given over 660,000 doses. Just Desert Oasis has vaccinated almost 20,000. Uh, we've given 20,000 shots. So it's the way we're going to be able to hug, get back out in the community, visit without having to do all those things that people don't like to do, which is uh, follow all the other hygiene uh, requirements we've asked people to do for so long. And I think, you know, one of the things we certainly found out is you still have to be proactive because both John and I are covered. We have health insurance, not with Desert Oasis Healthcare, but two other providers. And neither of our other providers, even though they know what we are and who we are, have contacted us in any way recently to sign up. And I know that John signed up at some other places. So you still have to be proactive and say, okay, I really want to get my shot and here's where I can go get it. Brian, do you yeah, think that yeah. there is a, a best bet that people here should go to for getting through that line? Well, yeah, this is this is something I, I do this and my team does this every day. We go on uh, myturn.ca.gov and you'll see a whole list of people that are providing vaccines, you know, locally. You can go on our website, mydohc.com, and we have a, a, a scheduler there that you can, you know, try to fill one of our slots. We're doing about a thousand first doses a week at both our Indio and Palm Springs location. And I think people have had success getting in there because we're kind of new to this. But the county and the state are going to make us use their scheduling system in about a week. So if you want to just try this now, we go on just to see who has vaccine. 
So I went on earlier today to see if CVS or Albertsons or Walgreens has vaccine. And, and I try to find out on the calendar if they have one. And do I qualify? Obviously, we would qualify. But you're going to have to be persistent. I think you're going to have to be proactive and you're going to have to be patient. We still have about another million Riverside County citizens and neighbors to vaccinate. And, and there's really a limited, I mean, we, we have a big canvas and network of vaccinators, but it's still hard finding places to get into. You know, you're competing with a bunch of people. So it's an unfortunate thing, but we're getting there. We're, you know, this is positive. 33 out of 100, almost 30% of Californians have been uh, infected. So we're almost at 60% of some strata of immunity, which is going to be very good for us moving forward. So, so talk a bit more about that, that 30% of people who have been infected and how long we guess they are actually going to be immune. Now, there's been a lot of debate and a lot of uh, data analysis looking at this. We initially on the outside thought at least three months. We know now it's probably longer, but we are telling people, even if you've had the natural infection, we want you to get vaccinated. This vaccine actually provides greater uh, and more intense antibody production and protection than the natural infection. So they were telling us to wait 90 days. We're vaccinating people as soon as they actually are over their symptoms. And and we think, I was just on a call today, a national call with the CDC, and they're saying we might not even need boosters. Even with all the variant scares out there right now, the pharma industry is making boosters specific for these variants. But I think we're going to get away with, um, if not every year, maybe every other year as a booster. We're just going to have to wait and see. And hopefully by then, the vaccine will not be an issue as far as finding a place to get vaccinated. How important is it that people who are in this new qualifying round, this 1C, make sure that they have all the information about what their health risks may be and and such? Because I know that one of the things I wasn't really prepared for when I walked in this morning was the necessity to put down the various medications and things like that that I'm currently taking to deal with problems like I am a diabetic and I also am on a blood thinner. And I didn't notice until after I left today that blood thinners was one of the things that the paperwork that they had, the fact sheet that they had, said could present problems. So how important would you say it is that people have a snapshot of what all their current conditions are when they go in to do their first appointment. Yeah, well, there, there's 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 a lot of uh, good information for your listeners there. Where if you're on a, a blood thinner or aspirin, our major concern really is bleeding at the injection site. That's that's our primary concern, or having a big bruise there. We we call that a hematoma, and so you probably got a band aid quickly or cotton <laughs> swab put on it. But really, what we're trying to do, and in this in this current phase, sixteen to sixty four, with any condition that would put you at risk for a bad outcome if you got the COVID virus or got infected. This is diabetic. It's uh, COPD or or congestive heart failure. If you're on cancer and you're on current therapy right now, uh, if you have someone in your home with Down syndrome, that person would be uh, on the list right now. A lot of essential workers. So everyone out there, if you have any concerns at all, you can call us. Uh, I'll just give you the, the number real quick. It's 969-6555. We have a team of COVID experts that can answer your questions. But uh, if you think you need the injection, just come on down, schedule yourself. And here's the deal. Really what happens is the, the patients can attest 
that they feel that they would be at risk. If you're our member, we're going to have all that information. If you're not our member, we might ask some questions. But by all means, uh, we're, we take your word for it. If, you're on, if you think you're on the list, we're going to vaccinate you sooner or later. It's going to be your turn, and we need everyone to kind of step up. Right. What do you personally tell people who are adverse, who feel anything from the crazy thing about uh, Bill Gates wants to put microchips in your arm to people who just feel like, you know, this is just another vaccination that's going to lead to somebody getting autism or some other crazy story. How do you get them over to the right side of this issue? The the truth is, is people that really have that as a belief system, we're not going to move the needle on and get them um, unless unless we can prevail upon them that them getting vaccinated not only protects them, but protects everyone around them. So if they have parents or or children or or just friends or neighbors that they want to spend time with, um, you know, there's always an inherent risk that if you're not vaccinated, uh, this this virus is going to continue to circulate and you can make someone sick. And we've already seen, you know, in our population, if you're 65 and you get hospitalized with this disease, you have a three in 10 chance of not leaving the hospital alive. It, this is not the flu. This is 15 times more lethal than the flu. And this vaccine we know is safe. And, and I can't even tell you if the influenza vaccine is 30 to 40% effective since these vaccines have been rolled out. Here's the data. No one's been hospitalized and no one's died. So these vaccines are very effective at doing things that other vaccines haven't come close to achieving yet. We're talking with Dr. Brian Hodgkins from the Desert Oasis Healthcare Organization, and we'll continue that conversation in just a couple of moments. You're listening to The John McMullen Show. I'm here with Charlie Dyer, our news director, and we will continue to talk to Dr. Hodgkins next. If you'd like to ask a question, you're welcome to at 760-544-8255. From the iHub Network, here's John. Thank you for joining us today, and we're talking with Dr. Brian Hodgkins from Desert Oasis Healthcare. By the way, their website is mydohc.com. That's M-Y-D-O-H-C.com. And Brian, uh, one of the things that has really nagged at me over the last couple of weeks I was out actually both weekends having a meal at a restaurant and I saw a lot of people still out walking around without masks. And I get concerned because even though Riverside County has dropped into the red tier earlier this week, I'm alarmed at how many people are putting us at risk, I think, of going back to the most restrictive purple tier. And I wanted to ask you about the importance of people needing to keep on testing. And also with what we're seeing in the city of Palm Springs, one of the council members uh, just a couple of days ago posted on his social media feed that they saw the wastewater numbers. And even though it was still substantially below where it had been previously, we got down to 83 people that they assumed were positive and it went back up this past week to 372 based on the testing that they do without water. Are you alarmed and are you concerned that people won't 
keep on testing and pay the attention that they need to pay to this until they get the vaccinations? Yes. As an organization that prides itself in trying to keep the community safe and well and healthy, you know, we, we monitor these numbers that you're referring to, not not just the surrogate uh, sewage waste water for, for uh, viral content, but we follow what's happening in the hospitals locally. We follow what's happening across all of the Coachella Valley and in, and in zip codes at the zip code level because we're trying to vaccinate for equity and to be equitable even out in like migrant farm workers or out in thermal. So we're always tracking these numbers. You know, it, it, it might be hard for people to understand that about two months ago, we had almost 400 positive COVID cases in the three hospitals in our valley. And the intensity of work and the pressure it puts on the healthcare system is incredible. And as I said, a lot of those people, you know, didn't leave the hospital. Now we're down literally today, we're under 30 in our own patients. We only have four COVID positive. So we're seeing tremendous progress with vaccination and all the other mitigation strategies. We can actually, you know, I think meet the target at least of having a good July 4th, if we just leave that out there as something to achieve. But yeah, we still have to do the hard work, whether you're vaccinated or not. And especially if you're not vaccinated, you got to wear a mask, even in public, if you can't social distance. I know it's frustrating for people and you don't want to be the mask police, but you're going to have to do what you can to protect yourself out there. And, 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 and it's, it's the simple three things we've asked since the beginning. Mask, social distance, wash your hands. Uh, if you can do it outdoors, that's always safer, you know. And, and so those are better strategies if you want to go out and do something like that. And the for, one thing that could solve it all is vaccines. And for the people who don't understand, maybe you could explain a little bit about why even after you've gone through, let's say, the whole five-week cycle, your first and second vaccines, and then a couple of weeks after that second vaccine, why it is still important with some of the people that you are around to be wearing a mask. They're not suggesting that you just hang out without a mask with people other than those who you know have been vaccinated and gone through that whole cycle as well, right? That's correct. Now, there is some very promising news, and I'll just stress, get vaccinated, and here's why. We've seen now from the Israel model where they've literally out of a hundred people, they've given 105 vaccines. I mean, that's the bottom line is that they've almost inoculated the, the entire population and, and with Pfizer vaccine. And what we've seen over there in Israel is that asymptomatic spread after you've been vaccinated is almost non-existent. So here's what it means. Once you've been fully vaccinated, you got two shots, you waited your 14 days, the chance of you getting an asymptomatic coronavirus infection is not happening. And that's what we were worried about. Now, we're not saying it can happen. We know it's 95% efficacious. But we know that the viral loads in patients vaccinated is so low that the transmissibility drops well below where we see it today, even with the variants. So that's why we still tell people to wear a mask because, you know, we're not 100% sure. But this is what we're seeing in the data. And so masking is still the easiest way to prevent transmission, especially people that are highly vulnerable. So the likelihood that Charlie or I, after we've had our second vaccines and gone the 14 days past that, could potentially be exposed to it. We're not likely to be a carrier and put somebody else at risk, but it's still a possibility, right? It's still a possibility. And, and as we said, 
We're monitoring the variants in each of the states. California has its own weird variant, which has rendered the antibody therapies that we've been giving to people that are positive literally rendered uh, them not not useful. And so if this happens to the vaccines, then, you know, that's why we're we're looking at everything. And we just want to be ultra safe. We want to get out of this as quickly and as safely as possible. In, In that situation, then what do you do? Well, if we start to see people reinfected due to these variants that are able to escape the vaccine antibody production, then we're going to definitely rely on Moderna and Pfizer's current copies. They've already resequenced and created vaccine boosters to target these variants, the B117 variant, the 135 out of South Africa. So these are the booster strategies that we may actually see employed you know, six, nine months from now, if we start to see breakthrough infections in the community. Uh, from what I'm hearing and seeing today, uh, that that is probably going to be a very low probability, but something that we're monitoring. So in the meantime, mask and vaccine, simple strategy. And it seems to me that, you know, we also think about all these things that we get vaccinated for as kids and in our lifetime, if we travel, that we've eradicated all sorts of things. But we've only, as Dr. Fauci said, eradicated one thing on the globe, and that's smallpox. Right. We've done a good job with measles and with polio, but, you know, there are still outbreaks in the world. So this this virus is going to be around with us. We're going to go from pandemic to endemic, so. As you, as you gentlemen uh, did your first part today, I'm urging everyone else within the sound of my voice, go get vaccinated anywhere with any vaccine you can get access to. Please, please do that. And thank you very much, uh, Dr. Brian Oshkins, for joining us from Desert Oasis Healthcare. MyDOHC.com, that's the address. If you're eligible, go sign up to get yourself on the list to get your vaccines. Thank you very much, Brian, and have a great day. You too. Thanks, John. And we will continue with more of the John McMullen Show after we update you on news from NBC Next. This is iHub Radio.